So, first question, is it Yanny or is it Laurel? It's Laurel. Mm -hmm. well, it's, 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 it's both. It's both. What do you hear, though? I hear Laurel. I hear Yowie. You hear what? Yowie. There you go. Welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues in public PK-12 education. We're spending the day at Code RVA Regional High School. It's an innovative new school located in Richmond, Virginia, serving students from 13 school divisions throughout the Commonwealth, including six in the Merck region. Uh, Merck is conducting an evaluation of the school over the next four years to explore the experiences and outcomes of students at Code RVA. This conversation is not part of that evaluation, but instead it's an opportunity for us to share a story about this new approach to education and all the people that are making it happen. Uh, later today, we're going to be speaking with a group of faculty who helped lead Code RVA to hear about their experiences running a school like this. But right now, I'm excited to be surrounded by five real-life Code RVA students from five different school divisions. Uh, today we will talk about their reasons for coming to this school, what they experience here every day, what they plan to do after they graduate. Um, and since computer technology is at the heart of this school, as I introduce you to each of our guests, I'm going to ask each of them to describe the first computer they ever had. So what did it look like and what was it capable of doing? All right, so. Starting over here to my right, I've got Shamadre Chambliss. Uh, he's a ninth grade student from Sussex County. According to Google Maps, it's about an hour and two minutes away yeah. every day. Is that about right? Uh, Shamadre, what was your first computer like? Uh, I think it was a Microsoft uh, tower, like an actual desktop, I'm pretty sure, in my grandma's house. So I think the only thing it really do is like, it wouldn't connect to the internet. We could like play little games like, <laughs> like Pong on it, like, Simple games like this. All right. I think she still has it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever want to play Pong, yeah, it's yeah. there. Uh, also to my right, I've got Grady Anderson. Uh, he's a 10th grade student from Hopewell City. According to Google Maps, it's about 35 minutes away. Does um, that sound about right? Roughly, we ride the same bus, yeah. and that goes all the way to Colonial Heights and then back to Hopewell. So it's a little bit more like an hour of a bus ride, and then like a 20 minute walk. <laughs> Alright, okay. And what was your first computer like, right? Um, it wasn't my computer, but it was my mom's work laptop from like 2006. And it got really hot if I if I was on it for like more than 30 minutes. And But I could play Wizard 101 on it. So, <laughs> I, oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, that was Holy my cow. first video game that I ever played was Wizard 101. Alright. How big was it? Um, I'd say like it was tiny, like maybe a 10 inch screen. Uh -huh. Like it was really small. All right. Yeah. So laptops started huge and then kind of moved yeah. down. Progressively and, uh, got smaller. Yeah, and I think they're kind of hitting a, a, a pocket here. Um, I've got Hannah Jones, uh, who's a ninth grade student from New Kent County. According to Google Maps, you're about 36 minutes away to get to the school every day. Is that accurate? Um, sometimes a little bit longer because there's like a lot of traffic. Yeah. So. And what kind of computer did you have? What was your first one? I didn't really have my own computer. It's like my parents' computer. We had a desktop one. I don't remember what brand it was. And a Toshiba laptop. I played like little games on like chess, that kind of stuff. Like, 
mystery games. All right. Um, I've got Juan Bonilla Almos, who's a ninth grader from Cumberland County who wins the distance competition according to Google Maps. We're approximately one hour and eight minutes away. Is that right? It's more like one hour and 30, probably like two hours. Because it depends on the stops that we have to go to and then... It's the traffic, like, through 60, and it's, it's just, it's a ride. <laughs> all right, all right. And what was your first computer like? Oh, um, it was a Dell, like, it's a tower. It's a, if I remember the name right, it's an Optiplex uh, 745. And I've, I've been messing around with it recently because I just started messing with, like, uh, Linux or Ubuntu because it crashed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, we were, when I had it, it just it was uh, Windows XP, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and it wouldn't like run anything. It would not work, so I just decided to kind of kick it. <laughs> All right, see if it works. So. You like literally kick it? No, well, if I had to, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how computers worked back then. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, we've got Kayla Brown, who's a ninth grader from right here in Richmond Public Schools. Uh, which, according to Google Maps, is approximately zero to twelve minutes away, depending on where you live in the city. What was your first computer like? Yeah. A Toshiba, same thing. <laughs> Laptop. <laughs> I got a virus, so. Yeah. So See, I think that's one. what happened to my computer. I, think I got a virus because I would turn it on and there was like a blue screen that yeah. was appearing. Yeah. Maybe you should kick it. Um, So, my name is David Knapp, I'm the Assistant Director of Research and Evaluation for Merck, and I'm the host of this podcast. Um, I remember when I was back in elementary school, we would have computer class, where you went to the computer lab and the screen was very green, and you could practice typing, so it was the main thing, Um, but there was also Oregon Trail and Dinosaur Park Tycoon on there. I played that, yeah. Alright, probably not the same one. Yeah, it would be definitely guess, not the same but version. But. Still pretty fun. Uh, okay, great. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's get started. So, Grady, start yeah. us off here. What led you to enter the lottery for Code RVA and what were your expectations of the school prior to coming here? Um, uh, towards the end of ninth grade, I heard about Code RVA and I was like, I can possibly get the first two years of college for free. Like, that was insane to me. Like, I saw the chance of a brand new school. It's all about computers, and I was practically raised on computers. Like, I, I've always loved like messing around with computers and trying to figure out how they work. And I said the Carter V would have been perfect for me, and I think that's going to be pretty fun. All right. What about others? What was your motivation for coming here? Uh, I always want to learn more about computers. I always want, you know, I was always interested in technology since I know. My family was always, you know, technology advanced. So then I was like, oh, it's a new high school where I can get a degree in actually doing computer science. So I'm saying, why don't I just take the initiative to, you know, go ahead and get an associate degree in a field that I want to be in. Hmm. So. so the computer element is what really drew you in. Yeah, And it sounds like, great for you, it was a, a little bit about the technology element, but also the, the possibility of getting two years of college yeah. knocked out entirely. How about other folks? It was different. You don't... It's different from a public school. Like, it's not the same. You want something that's different. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a different kind of school experience. Yeah. Yeah. Juan, you were going to say something. No, and uh, it's, a, it's a really nice environment here, too. But um, I, I also was interested in the field of, like, technology because I was always looking at uh, 
not computer parts, but just being, oh boy, what like hands-on stuff, like how can I fix this or whatnot, and like playing games, and you're just like, I really would like to know how to like code and, and whatnot. So when I saw the the code RVA, I was just like, mm, I don't know, because it it they kind of didn't explain much. I was just like, oh, it's just this new coding school at in Richmond. So I was like, I don't know. So. Um, I kind of did my research and I talked to my mom about it. She was like, "Well, if you if you like it and you're interested in it, then you should go and like give it a chance." So, yeah, and I imagine somebody who listened to the the beginning of this and heard how far some of you guys come for school every day, they mm-hmm. might be asking like, "What would motivate somebody to, to spend an hour and a half potentially getting to school every day? Like, what what is it about Code RBA that brings you here that makes you willing to to travel that far?" Having to know that it's brand new and um, we're at least trying to get into like the introduction startup like start off things, you know, mm-hmm. and like the people here are really nice. The teachers, the faculty, like the students, where we all we all just get along really together. So here, you're more able, you're like free to express yourself and mm-hmm. just you yeah. hang out with uh, like groups of people are just like you so mm-hmm. it kind of allows you to be like you know what it's, today's going to be a good day i'm just gonna work and you know, yeah. have fun so <laughs> this is technically a public school yeah yeah yeah. Yes. yeah but you say it's not like public school yeah, yeah. it's a little more uh, secluded and private and everybody that comes here for the most part is coming here for the same reason like exactly. we all have a love for technology mm-hmm. and it was either a love of technology or a love of, ed- of education because that those were the two main reasons of people actually submitting their name and coming here. All right. So everybody's got their own reasons for coming here, it yeah. sounds like. It's, so you guys have already alluded to that this is not the, the typical school, and that's that includes the way that this school looks. I remember the first time I came <laughs> in here, this is a school? This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Shimadri, why don't you describe this school for people who are listening to this? Paint a picture for the audience. What does it look like? How does this compare to what we might traditionally think of as school? So, like, when you first enter the door, before you even enter the school, first thing you know is it's almost like an office, like a doctor's office at one point. Like, you walk in, you see a receptionist just sitting there, like, hey, hello, how are you doing? And you go through the actual doors, and the next thing you know, it's almost like an entire office space. Like, you have couches, you have desks, you have chairs, like actual rolling chairs instead of just stationary. You sit there, do your work all day. You actually have, like, free maneuverability doing your work. You just see a bunch of like smiling faces and happy teachers here, <laughs> and then it's just amazing. Just seeing all the good vibes and everything. What were your first impressions when you walked into this school for the first day? Good lord, what is this place? <laughs> Where am I at? Like, yeah. Have you gotten used to this now? Yeah, this yeah. is the kind of the normal. Yeah, because yeah. I remember when. Um, Quarter of a just like started off and whatnot. They're like, "Oh, you should check out our, our Twitter." And I'm like, "Oh, that you remember that?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I would always be excited to like look at the the improvements of the like this whole school. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Oh boy, where am I going to sit?" Oh, and then just seeing like the the couches and whatnot. So I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm so ready." So then yeah. once I walked in here, and I was just like, "What is this place?" <laughs> like everything was like everyone everything was just. All around, there was like the tables here. There was yeah. the sofas over here. The tall, the tall tables. All like it, it was. In the first week, is you had to get really 
a, like accustomed to it because yeah. you you needed to know your places. Where are the the classes? Where is this? Where is that? So mm-hmm. it was just a like a merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to see it develop on Twitter, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And it sounds like so you're getting a lot more students next year because you guys are yeah. basically yeah. doubling in size with the new class. Kind you're of fixing yeah. up the other side right now as we speak. What's that going to look like? We have no, no. I, no, yeah, well, <laughs> as a 10th grader, we worked on a, uh, a project-based learning project. Uh, our goal as a group of 10th uh, graders was to divide, well, my group at least, uh, we were told to divide that space up. Mm-hmm. So we were given like the blueprints and then we were told uh, how many classrooms we need, how many, uh, like how much square footage we would need for just regular seating um, and like the bathrooms. So really the temp graders have a perfect knowledge of exactly what's going to be next year. Mm. Like we were, it's going to look, it's going to look great. Like the, the color scheme that a group put together is, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And how cool that you got to contribute to designing what the school is going to look like. Very cool. Um, well, I'm eager to know, and I'm sure other people are to understand what it's like to actually be a student at Code RVA. So Hannah, why don't you walk us through what a typical school day is like for a Code RVA student? Um, well, you get here and then you sit down, you have like a little bit of time just like talking to your friends and stuff. And then you have morning meeting. And that's like, what, like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, like 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to your seat, you just start on your schoolwork, and there's like different rotations. And you get like a seven minute break in between each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have lunch, like two more rotations. Mm-hmm. Then we leave like at three o'clock. So. Okay. Yeah. What's the lunch situation like? Is it you guys don't have you have a cafeteria but you don't have a cafeteria? Yeah. Like, we could eat wherever we like we could eat wherever. Yeah. And then it's on like classroom. Mm-hmm. We have it online where we can order what we want each day. So, yeah. I think her name is Miss Stewart, is the yeah. lunch lady. Yeah. Um she's from Henrico County Public Schools and she's like a great person. She's just so nice to everybody. <laughs> very lovable. Yeah, very lovable. Yeah. Um what are the um rotations like so you said that you're in rotations throughout the day yeah how's that work most of our rotations are just basically we have set time to work uh, you have different plt during each rotation pay on um, project uh, what is it? personalized person not personalized <laughs> it's time. a lot of acronyms yeah so it's basically you guide and pace your own learning yeah, yeah. And there's, it sounds like there's trust that you'll you'll mm-hmm. progress on your own but yeah. if you need help what do you do that's where you can ask a friend or yeah, go to a teacher. A teacher. Yeah. The yeah. teachers are steadily roaming around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, our newest addition, Ms. Katz, uh, she's our academic counselor. Mm-hmm. So for anybody that has trouble with self-pacing, uh, she will meet with you one-on-one and develop a personalized learning plan. Mm-hmm. So um, I used to meet with her when I had trouble uh, self-pacing. But now after like a week of talking with her like uh, every now and then, I've developed my own plan and I'm learning steadily. Yeah. Finish my the school year. It sounds like something to adapt to, but maybe once you get used to mm-hmm. the, the process, you can, you can really thrive in it. Yeah. And so, um, Juan, I think you were mentioning that you can uh, work with some of your friends on some of this work. Yeah. So talk about the, the student body at Code RBA. What are the students like here? We all, like I said previously, we all get along with each other. We all have our different likes and differences like um, people uh, like certain things about uh, computers or people like um, certain games like er- everyone kind of divides themselves into their own kind of sections but we all just come together as one mm-hmm. so it's, it's nothing like 
uh, once you come here, you're just gonna have to find a specific group of where to be. No, you can you can be anywhere. It's just, mm-hmm. We're 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 open to to new people. So, but no, everyone's everyone's really kind. Whenever you like need help or something, we're available, and it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Would you consider the school to be diverse? Yes. Yes, yes very really, so. Really diverse. Tell me more. Um, well, in my personalized friend group, I've got just about every single race. Mm-hmm. Um, I hang out with my friend Nitty, whose name is Damien. Um, uh, I think he's I think he's from Taiwan. Not like directly from Taiwan, but he's uh, Taiwan um, origins. Yeah, Taiwan yeah. origins. Yeah. Um, and Shamandri's in my friend group every now and then. We, we all kind of just like <laughs> we all kind of just like mingle through. Um, especially me, I'll I'll go through like uh, my original friend group when I first got here, and then I'll go to um, Shamandri's friend group, and I'll go to like my friend Jeff's friend group, and I really just like to kind of weave through people. <laughs> and like uh, that's that's just how I how I go about my day. I, I love talking to everybody, and I just try to. Talk to as many people as possible. Do you think that's true of a typical school to have this level of diversity no, in school? Not really. No. Mm-hmm. It's it's a type of thing that we have gotten accustomed to. That's why that's so nice about Kodavie. We all get to be open and like no no matter. And that's why it's so diverse. Something I've noticed at some of the schools that I've worked that have been more diverse, and even we look at this with some of our Merck studies, is that um, sometimes students will kind of instinctively congregate with students of their own race right so like yeah. there's books about this about why students of the same race tend to hang out together in like the cafeteria and things like that yeah. would you say that there's more intermingling with the students here than what you typically see at a school yes yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% I think it's the the open layout of the school yeah um, it seems it seems like the fact that the school is so open and there's like hardly any boundaries in the school like we have three wall rooms for people that like to sit together we have uh, like all of the red section. Like the entire school is completely open, yeah. and I think that is a contributing factor to how close in the school everybody is. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the environment that we're put in that almost forces us to be together. Yeah. Like we're we're forced to, yeah. to talk to everybody. There's, yeah, like, there's there's no closed doors unless like the classes, but yeah. it's this whole space is open. Yeah. yeah. So there's no barriers, physical or metaphorical. It's, yes. yeah. Yeah. it's very cool. So the way that you guys are navigating your high school curriculum is very different than what oh, people yeah. typically do in high school. <laughs> Kayla, what's it been like to complete your high school classes online. Uh, what have you liked about it, and how's this experience compared to what you were used to in your previous school? So, since it's the end of the year, <laughs> it has been a little rough because, like, you're trying to get everything done before mm-hmm. actually get your summer courses. So, for me, it has been a little difficult, but really, how can I say it? Good, because hmm. now I can see what I need to work on and what I need to hurry up and pass through. Hmm. So when summer comes, I could just remember, since I already did a whole year doing this, it'll make, I'll make it easier for myself and make an actual plan. Like we do that now, but like actually plan it. Hmm. So, do you think it's been challenging because it's such a new way of navigating yes. the school? Has it gotten? Not necessarily easier, but have you gotten used to it throughout the year and you can tell a difference? Yes. Do you think that'll build some momentum going into next year? Yes. Yes. I think next year I'm going to start off a lot, like, faster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like, when I first started here, um, 
I I took I started so slowly. Like I I got my first yes. courses and I was just like I have so much time to do yeah. this. Like I have the yeah. entire year to do to get this party hundred percent. Like it it's so it was so hard to self pace when I first got here and that's why I started meeting with uh, Miss Cass because I as a person I just like to be able to put things off and put things off. I realized closer to the end of the year that I needed to actually get my work done and mm. get things done. Wait, like what you said, I remember uh, when they also gave me my courses and I was just like, oh man, like I could just start on whatever I want, I could just finish and I could start on something else, but turns out it's not, it doesn't work that way because I would um, get home after that bus ride and then I would just be like, I have a lot of work to do and I would like stay up to probably like 9, 10 trying to get all the court, like trying to get the majority of the coursework done because uh, they always move like the pace upwards so then you have to be on track mm, so yeah. if you're not on track in certain courses then that's really going to affect you huh. so I was just like I can't I can't just be like this anymore so uh, just like working hard and like um, you self pace yourself then you're, you're, you'll be all right. But. Yeah. So always moving that benchmark of what you need yeah. to yes. be heading yes. on the way. So yes. if you're, if you maybe have an instinct for procrastination, like Grady was yeah. talking about, that <laughs> yeah. maybe trains that out of you eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said that there's summer classes, summer yes. classwork. Uh, right now I'm working yeah. on. Um, there's stuff like uh, health ten or whatever yeah. extra stuff that you guys yeah. need to do. Uh, right now I'm doing uh, economics and personal finance, which is a summer course, but uh, I finished my previous like health and PE. And, but then uh, uh, the teachers were like, hey, um, if you're already done with some of your, with your, cor- your coursework, then I'll go ahead and just give this to you so you can get a head start. So I'm just starting on that right now. <laughs> All right. So you have the opportunity to get ahead if yes. you want yes. to. That's great. So what advice would you give to a freshman coming into the school next year about how to navigate their classes? Don't be lazy, actually. Yeah. Procrastination <laughs> is a no yeah. Because don't try to focus on one class because then that's how you end up behind in one class, trying mm-hmm. to focus on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, it's spread it out a little bit. Right? Yeah, well, you guys yeah. are pros now. You've been here for a whole year. <laughs> yeah, but, and, and just like a, a little thing, not like what we say not to procrastinate or man you have to work really hard we don't want to scare people yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's work it. on yeah. your own pace but know yeah. when to, to be focused yeah. and keep on doing your work exactly. like mm-hmm. maybe on a friday and you've done your whole work during the week then yeah take take a take an hour break or something like you you deserve it you've been you've been working hard and yeah mm-hmm. but we don't want to scare people when we're saying oh you can't you can't uh, you can't, you, can't yeah, you must do work 20 yeah, you must work no, no 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 that's what we yeah. i would like i always try to clear that up just, when <laughs> with other people just pace yourself exactly. mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like that's something you learn as you go. Yeah, right? yes. but come in prepared to, to hit the ground running and get yeah. started on that. Um, so you guys aren't going to be here forever. Congratulations! Um, <laughs> I know, sad, right? Spend your spend your whole life in code RBA. Um, what are your future plans after you graduate from here, Grady? How do you think this school might help you prepare differently than a more um, traditional school format would for your future? Well, like I said uh, in the intro, uh, actually have a goal. I'm aiming for VTech. And I've already toured the campus. I've already like talked to people there to see what I needed to get done here. And I'm really excited. Do you think you'll do anything related to technology or coding? I'd imagine. <laughs> um, 
hopefully this summer and next year and senior year, I'll be able to work on like certifications for Python and other coding languages and hmm. just try to give like a leg up on other college students or going to college. Okay. I want to go to Atlanta to go to college, but I don't know which college yet. I didn't really look into that, but I know I do want to do something dealing with computer science. Hmm. All right. So it sounds like coming to this school has kind of helped you guys think about different options that you have for your future, um, and then maybe the coding and technology element of it's something that seems like a real potential career path for you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want people to know about Code RBA and this new approach to education? Your your hard work is going to pay off in the future. It will. I guess like you're gonna put in 100% you're going to get 100% yeah. from the school like uh, it it rewards hardworking students it exactly. rewards anything that you can do to better yourself you're going to gain even more from the school because they're they're always working to benefit the student even like past um, graduation year I bet that they're going to work with us and help us uh, find opportunities outside of high school I feel like uh, if you do come to school, you will learn a lot of abilities, you will learn a lot of things, you will learn more about yourself than you will anywhere else. Like, you understand how you react to certain situations, like, you'll learn now how much you actually put forth effort. Like, you might think, oh, I'm putting all my effort, then you come here and then you realize what you're putting in is all, is actually like 25%. You actually understand more about yourself and learn new traits and all that. What about this new approach to education? What do you people? What do you want people to know about what you're experiencing in a very different kind of school format? Um, I would say that if you're worried about um, probably like something completely different, be like, oh man, is this going to affect me in some kind of way, like way, shape, or form? Am I going to be able to succeed if I go here? Like. And, and the type of the educational way that we're learning and like we're learning it in a whole different pace we're in a whole different format than other public schools um, I would tell you to not be afraid and like take the chance because that's that that's one thing about life you're gonna you're gonna find bumps on the road that you're just gonna have to go over no matter what so um, just just honestly if you know that you're interested in coding and you already have an interest in technology or in that field, just um, think about it and just just go for it. One thing that I don't think uh, we really touched on was project-based learning. I had the opportunity to work on the other side of the school uh, through project-based learning, and with that, I think that they're going to try to incorporate that more because when... I first approached Code RBA and like I was starting to learn more and more about the school. A big thing that they were like, um, advertising. yeah, advertising um, was project-based learning, yeah. and a lot of the freshmen haven't had um, the ability to try project-based learning here. But it's a really fun thing to do. Like you're working together, you're preparing for team building activities in yeah. an actual like corporate environment. You're working. And it really just brings the entire school together when you're working together for a goal. How are you different now than when you started this school year? I know how to pace myself. <laughs> like they said, like I used to tell myself I'm gonna do something and I wouldn't do it till like that night after. So now I get my work done when I know I wanna do it before when I get home, like, oh I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Hmm. So I know how to pace myself. 
I feel a bit more open now to to people. Here, everyone's just so nice and so welcoming, and so I I I feel very good to be here and like be able to express myself and hear others and just know about their experiences. <laughs> How cool! Um, well, that's a a pretty good way to wrap up this conversation, I think. So we're gonna have to leave that there for now, but. If you want to learn more about Code RVA Regional High School, you can visit their website at coderva.org. That's C-O-D-E-R-V-A.org. There you will find information about the school, including details about partnering school divisions, the history and mission of the school, and other information about how and when to apply for the lottery if you're interested. Uh, if you'd like to know more about the work that we do at the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium, you can visit our website at merc.soe.bcu.edu. That's M-E-R-C. .soe.vcu.edu. There you will find information about our ongoing studies as well as other episodes of this podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we hope that you'll share this episode with anyone you believe could benefit from joining our discussion. We are eager to bring them to the table with us. Uh, you can access Abstract on the Merck website as well as on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We hope that you'll subscribe and leave some feedback on any of these platforms. Uh, our next episode, um, after we speak with the, the faculty here at Code RVA, is going to be introducing our Summer Connection series leading up to our 15th annual Merck Conference in the fall, so that's really cool. Featuring guest hosts and stories about relationships from each of our schools divisions, so look forward to that. Um, our thanks, as always, to the VCU School of Education for supporting the work that we do at Merck, to Jesse Seneschal for his fearless direction, to Kyle Yoga Muffin Rudd for our super cool theme music, uh, to the wonderful and talented Tracy Knapp for our logo design and all of our partnering school divisions, Chesterfield, Colonial Heights, Goochland, Hanover, Henrico, Powhatan, and Richmond. Um, our thanks today to Shamadre Chambliss, Grady Anderson, Hannah Jones, Juan Bonilla Almos, and Kayla Brown for sharing their experiences at Code RVA. And of course, thanks to all the teachers, researchers, parents, school leaders, students, policymakers, and stakeholders in public education, including you, for joining us in our conversation today. Uh, we hope that we will never stop innovating when it comes to educating our students. My name is David Knapp. This has been another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues in public education. Let's talk again soon.